Hello, welcome to Bladespot. It is Monday the 8th of February. My name is Ben and I'm joined as always by Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm, I reckon we're going down, mate. I don't know about you. Has uh, <laughs> last night tipped you over the edge? I think that might be it, yeah. Was... I think that might be it. But now I'm all right, mate, though. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, sleepy. I stayed up to watch the Super Bowl last night, so... Uh, I'm gonna try not to <laughs> not drift off during this, but give a give a low energy podcast performance. Let's try and try and stay uh, up. Well, not upbeat. I, I need knackered, so this might not be our finest hour. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll do our best. We're going to talk about last night's game. We're going to talk about Bristol City in the FA Cup uh, on Wednesday night as well. Um, and yeah, we've got our next memorable match we're going to do on as part of that Bristol City podcast as yeah. well, so that we're we're fully energised and prepared for it. We've got a good one yeah, coming yeah. up for that one. Actually, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what happens in the Bristol City game, right? Let's talk last night. So a two-one defeat at home to Chelsea. Where where does that sit on the disappointment scale for you? Um, like the performance, probably a six out of ten or a five out of ten. Mm. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, it was. I, I think it was. It was. I'm kind of all right with that game, to be honest. I thought we did okay. Like, and you know, yeah. there, there's a just a just a huge discrepancy in talent, isn't there? I mean, that's the story of our season, and it's, it's ultimately why we're going down. But at this stage, after yeah. twenty odd games, I, I, I can't get too upset about that. It's just it is no. just the reality, and I think you know everyone's kind of accepted it at the club and that's why we you know didn't sign anyone in January do you think that's fair it's another one I've had a lot of these performances where if you're 15 14th you just write it off and say yeah they were better that's it move on to the next one the only obvious problem is is that we're bottom of the league so that you know if you have any chance of staying up which people still seem to be clinging on to <laughs> then you've got to win or you've got to get something out of it and we're not good enough yeah, it's it still baffles me that we just can't draw a game. Like, no, <laughs> just, I imagine that's going to come at some point. But well, we've yeah. got Fulham in a couple of weeks. That looks like might be because they love a draw, don't they, Fulham? They do. Yeah, they um, yeah, they're, they're pretty goal shy at the minute, aren't they? So yeah, yeah so that could be. A, well, man, do we like conceding? Though we we, we like nothing more than conceding. So. <laughs> that is <laughs> it's very on brand for us. But you know, I, I yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was okay. I'm I'm all right with that performance. I thought we defended pretty well, like just with two two, two bad moments, one significantly worse than the other that we got punished for. But yeah, we held Chelsea to nine shots. We had eight shots ourselves. Obviously, got completely bossed on uh, on possession. And yeah, just uh, just a lack of quality. But at this stage, I mean, look, we're starting Key and Brian and and Max Lowe on the left. I mean. That's what we're we're having to do, and with the greatest of respect to those players, they're probably not Premier League standard, and they're certainly no. not uh, not up to Chelsea's standard in terms of being competitive. I thought I think you're right with like six out of ten. I think that's that's probably about right. I, I can't. There wasn't anyone that I thought. Oh my god, they've had an absolute horror show today. Apart from uh, well, even Brian was okay outside of I that mistake. Possibly our best player up until that point. Mm. I really thought he played well. I was like, he's decent, this guy. He might be worth keeping hold of him next season, have another look at him or whatever. But he loses, what, 25 marks for that, for that pass. Because <laughs> yeah, so. from a 6 <laughs> to a minus 70. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I think at the same time, you know, that, that kind of 6 out of 10 concept, I, I don't really think too many players played that well. You know, it was a true 6 out of 10. There was, no. I, I thought the midfield was... Um, 
below the standard they've shown in uh, a lot of recent games. Defense is like defending as a unit, as I say, was okay, but we hardly created anything through the whole game, did we? And I, I never, I never thought we were going to get back into it. And it, it, once we've gone two one down, that is. Um, and I was kind of just praying for us to even have a shot towards the end. I mean, you know, yeah. I know Lundstrom possibly, possibly not the right decision to shoot from twenty five yards, but. I was kind of just great. Well, no, he's, he's supposed to be two footed, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was kind of just grateful that we'd had a shot at all, to be honest, because I felt like twenty minutes had gone by and we'd done absolutely nothing since they'd. Uh, just so out well, I, I don't think they were. Mm. I, this is the thing. I mean, it's easy to point and say Keane Brown lost us the game, and he, and he did in the sense that he were two one. It was a mistake. I've got a feeling Chelsea could have stepped that up if they wanted to. I, like I keep saying this, though. You know, I, I, it's another one of those sort of how all. Are these teams at their very best, or are they sort of this is enough? Maybe, or it, it may well be that our defending is just getting a bit more solid, and we are actually stopping, mm. you know, loads and loads of chances happening. Yeah. Apart from when we literally pass thought, a straight. You know what? Defensively, in terms of a shape, in terms of closing down the attackers and uh, the defenders and stuff when they had the ball, it wasn't that bad, really. I thought the midfield though off the ball were just getting completely. We talked about it all season the the physicality and the pace. We we just couldn't keep up. Yeah, Chelsea obviously uh, many levels above us in that regard, and yeah. we're, we're a little unfortunate with our timing. I think uh, you know if, if Lampard had hung on for a few more weeks, we uh, we might have had a better chance in this one. But um, yeah, Tuchel's come in and uh, you know sort of had an immediate effect really I mean that was the first goal they've conceded in uh, I think was that his fourth game his fifth game maybe yeah that's right Yeah, one goal in five and let's be honest it's a we'll come on to it but you know it's a a freak goal it is a freak goal Um, so I think before this game gets started a truly woeful kick combination needs to be called out I mean I think there's been a lot of um, uh What's the word? I guess just good, useful discussion about kick combinations recently, and the uh, you know the fact that um, that uh, you know I think some decisions on what kits are being worn are taking into account colorblind audiences as they should do. I'm I'm not an expert on colorblindness, but is is a, yeah. a mainly white shirt versus an extremely light blue shirt a good match for anyone? Like this, I found that well, quite hard to watch. Because I, I, I forgot he was colourblind, and I messaged him and I said, this is hard to watch. Could you imagine watching it if you're colourblind? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with dark blue against you know a, a light shirt in United's case? Because there's a lot of white on it. Who yeah, knows? But anyway. Yeah, I really, really don't know. Just, yeah, bad. I, yeah. I, I really did struggle for the first 10 minutes to see like, what were happening, to be honest. Yeah, well, I... I... Struggled for the first ten minutes because I uh, I didn't realise that I was behind when I was watching it. And uh, <laughs> it's because I'd rewound um, I'd rewound the end of the Man City game to see uh, to see their goals, and then oh uh, yeah, and then I'd taken the dog out for a walk and forgot that I'd not returned to live. And suddenly I'm looking at my watch, going like, why are they still interviewing Soonest? It's like you know, seventeen minutes past seven here, <laughs> and then I hear from yeah. you that Burks just missed a great chance. So yeah, so I should have scored there, and you're like, "What? Can't <laughs> even kicks off." Yeah. I'm gonna to... go at him in warm up. You should have scored. <laughs> I genuinely thought that's what you meant. It just shown <laughs> him like from Burke in the warm up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I've seen it back, obviously. But do you want to uh, do you want to describe what happens here? It sort of comes out of nowhere because McBurn is fairly slow with the ball. They, they don't really close him down. He's just sort of trotting along with it. Then puts a really good pass in fairness to him. Mm. 
And then Burke, he takes it the wrong side. I know it's his wrong foot, but he's got to go across the goal on it. But I did think it were in, to be honest. I mean, obviously you knew it wasn't in because you watched the replay. But as it were, I were up. I'm like, yeah, oh, because it's the side net and it's that old thing of, you know, hitting the side net and coming back into the thing. But, I, you should, yeah, I mean, even at that point, I thought, we're not going to get many chances here. And we've just blown one, basically. I'm not saying he should have definitely scored. I think, you know, it's, it's a tight angle and stuff, but I think he should have done better. Yeah, 35 seconds gone, and I think that was um, that was our best chance of the entire game, I'd say, unless I'm... Unless yeah, which is what with... I thought. I mean, I did think that we weren't going to get many chances, because even when we beat them last season, 3-0, mm. it wasn't like it was shot after shot and domination in possession or anything like that. You've got to... You know, if we'd have scored early, it's a different game. You've got to take your chances. And it while the talks after, he always talks about fine lines and not having that quality, and that sort of... That just sums it up, that, that 30 seconds there. The first 30 seconds, you could be 1-0 up. You've got something to hold on to. Chelsea probably panicking a bit, and we blew it, basically. Yeah, indeed. Um, I thought Basham had another good game, actually. He was probably somebody that could nudge over a six, possibly. Um, yeah, he has a, he has that goal-bound clearance after uh, Werner gets in and uh, lofts it over mm-hmm. Ramsdale. I think it was Jorginho with the uh, with the through ball. I, I was a bit annoyed that um, he, he had quite a good game, Jorginho, I thought. Um, after he an did, abs- yeah. An absolute... Probably their best player, actually. Yeah, I mean, because we talked at length about the absolute horror show he had the last time he came to Bramall Lane where yeah. McGoldrick just yeah, completely yeah. dominated him. So that was that was a bit annoying to see him have his uh, redemption moment against us. Um, but yeah, Basham with a good clearance. And then we, we win a penalty, which was a, a lovely bit of play all around. A good ball in from, uh, from Keen Bryan, who... Does seem to have a decent cross on him, to be honest. From really you know. does. Out of all the, out of all those sort of people who played on that left hand side, and I've said this all season when he's played, he's by far the best player in terms of getting forward and putting cross. He's the closest we've got to what O'Connell did in that sense. Oh, that's a bold take. I'll, I'll not argue too hard. No, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, the, the closest that we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, terms, sorry. I mean, I, he's not up. Against... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I like Osborne's. Uh, crossing as well but I guess he, he is not going to no, play centre-back very often I'm, is he I'm narrowing this down even more I mean as a left centre-half <laughs> yeah that's fair I'm just I'm just suddenly um, trying I'm to do it obviously because he's having to cut inside Jack Robinson never gets forward Ender Stevens obviously when he's there but he's not he doesn't really yeah I, I think like it, it, Brian in terms of his build and everything is the, is the closest we've got in terms of getting forward bit of pace build is the closest we've got to O'Connell it's just that he's a he's a poor man's O'Connell which is not a bad thing to be but you know mm. I might uh, I'll, I'll return to that when we uh, Key and Brian that is when we discuss the uh, the decisive goal in the end I was just uh, mm-hmm. as you were talking there I was just imagining Ben Osborne playing left centre back <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot mind res- you, we're not we're not defending corners or anything anyway. We may as well put him there, aren't we? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could, could get much worse, I suppose. Yeah, I've got a, a lot of respect for what Ben Osborne brings to the team, but I do not want to see him playing centre half for uh, <laughs> in the Premier League anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- this cross comes in from Brian Basham, takes it down, uh, cuts inside Chilwell. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm praying for this Basham Premier League goal. Like if we go yeah. down this season and Basham scores a Premier League goal, I'm going to be moderately happy it's like maybe not a a total acceptable trade-off but it'll be a nice silver lining anyway he gets it on his left foot I'm thinking just smash that in Bash and uh, Chilwell pulls him down Kevin Friend the referee takes absolutely ages to give a penalty what were all that about? I've no idea it was the officiating was odd in this game Um, 
Yeah, I'll get to that in a second, actually. But yeah, so it, it was a pretty clear penalty. Like, it gets pulled down. The penalty is finally given. And then, uh, yeah, one replay, and it's pretty obvious that Bash is offside, unfortunately. Do you know, it was a lot closer than I thought in uh, in real time. It was only like mm. an, an, a literal foot off line, wasn't it? Uh, offside, sorry, in the end. But... Another thing is, I get like, I mean, that. me saying um, everyone can see from the first replay that's offside. Why did it take two minutes to, to sort of overturn? They were clearly offside. Norwood's there with the ball about to take the penalty and they're still looking at it. Yeah, no, it was strange. Um, just on the officiating thing, I, the the amount of times the Lions was not putting their flags up for like obvious offsides is oh, absolutely... I mean, the the one that drove me to distraction, like genuine shouting at my television anger, is that diagonal ball to... I think mm. it's Chilwell running on the left. And... Um, and this was about half an hour gone, and and Bogle rightly volleys it out for a corner. Yeah, Chilwell's ten yards offside, and the lines were. There's another one where Keen Bryant makes a tackle. Do you know? Do you remember that one, which is miles offside? I think they did give that one in the end, but only. They, oh the, yeah, sorry, yeah, but because basically what we brought it up for is because Keen Bryant dives into this challenge and he's hurt after. He could have got injured there just because this stupid rule that they can't put the flag up until 15 minutes after the play stopped. I mean, can you imagine if we conceded from that corner that Bogle um, yeah. that Bogle correctly gives away? Like that's the right decision for him to clear that ball, but it's only yeah. the right decision because the flag inexplicably don't go up. And obviously, you can't review that in terms of there's no, no. VAR interf- in uh, interference in that. Well, I was convinced they were going in off the corner after that. I have to admit, I thought, well, that's it, one 0 <laughs> Yeah, absolutely livid. Put your damn flag up if you think it's offside. Like, not even if you think it's offside. If you know it's offside, which that is, yeah. it's so obvious. Anyway. Um, we do go behind just for half time. Frustrating time to concede, obviously. It's never a good yeah. time to concede, I suppose. But um, I did feel like we'd been fairly competitive in the game, as you said. You know, we'd, we'd pressed pretty well, I thought, and had a few a few nice moments on the ball. Um, this this was a goal I just saw come in maybe ten seconds before it actually hit yeah. the back of the net. Um, yeah, it's good. Good interchange down the left. Werner cuts it back, and it is a great finish from Mount. I, I don't actually like Mason yeah. Mount very much as a player, to be honest. It, it does still annoy me that uh, Derby had him on loan in the Championship. For God's sake! Yeah, it's not his fault, but I do know what you mean when I see him. And he, he does remind me of Derby. So obviously, there were a couple of times where he sort of talking to Bogle and thought, "Oh yeah, they're at Derby." No, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Actually. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Max Lowe as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, he it just yeah. steers it into the corner. There's, um, I don't know whether you know this because I, I immediately on the replay was like, okay, who who is supposed to be tracking him? <laughs> if you notice what our two mm. central midfielders do in this move, no, I'm not actually. No, they both point at Mount and let him run. <laughs> both Norwood and Flex. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, it's Mount. <laughs> they're not. They're not, <laughs> they're not really looking at him. They both gesture vaguely in his direction, and he trots to the edge of the penalty area. And it's a good goal. It is a good goal, but um, I think we could potentially have made that harder for him by. Undoubtedly, yeah. I mean, from their point of view, where's I mean, Matt Wilder said this after, so I'm just quoting him basically. But we scored that goal, we're saying brilliant move. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's, it's bad defending in terms of obviously he's not being tracked, but it's, it's it, everything in that move from Chelsea's point of view, perfection, really. Yeah, that's uh, that is a fair point, but um, yeah, it, it felt bad like time it was... to concede. 
it felt like it was going to be a long way back after that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially for me that missed our one chance of the game in the first thirty-five <laughs> seconds. Uh, yeah. So basically, just watched very little for that first. Uh, I, have to, first I have to say before we move on is that the first fifteen minutes I did think we played well. I thought we had the mm-hmm. ball more than I thought we were going to have. We would Norwood snapping into tackles and stuff like that. You know, I thought we played all right. I thought this is a bit like that game we beat three in last season, but. Slowly, it didn't just happen with a, like a, a click of a switch or anything, but slowly they wrestled it, and and by the end of the half they were definitely the dominant team. I felt. Yeah, was, yeah, I, I was happy the way we were staying in the game because we've definitely been well. Chelsea themselves blew us away, and they've been and yeah. Stamford, Stamford Bridge. That is, um, and there's been loads of games this season where it's just like, oh my god, our defense is a horror show. Like you know, they just they might score with every single attack. Like yeah, it know. wasn't like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that again, that just sort of. It felt like you know we were just putting in another performance, kind of in line with the last six weeks or so. But yeah, you go a goal down, and you do feel like it is a, a long way back at that point. Um, and yeah, we, we you know into that second half, we again weren't really creating anything, and then we're given the gift of all gifts with an equaliser. I laughed. I, I, laughed yeah. I laughed, and then I cheered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just laughed. Um, Rudiger with a very interesting decision, but it's it's you know good little dribble from McBurney tries a through ball to Burke. Um, it's not a particularly good one. Rudiger decides no. to pass it back to Mendy, who's come charging out of his goal, and the ball <laughs> just trickles into the net. And yeah, I laughed out loud. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Is I was trying to remember is is Rudiger the player that one of the Chelsea fans last year described as a, a slasher flick. In defense. Yeah, that's him. That's him. But he's another one, to be fair to him, or I thought I had a really good game other than this. There was one, was it like five minutes later from that Norwood free kick? Yeah. Amazing clearance by him. Yeah. He I'm was sick of the, I said this to you, I'm <laughs> sick of these Premier League defenders clearing our good free kicks in really good ways. It's very frustrating. <laughs> let us score. It was really good defending. <laughs> it was really good. I think that was. Uh... Sharp was on at that point, wasn't he? And I think it was him that was uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. sniffing around. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, you could probably give Burke too much credit here, but I, I do think there's some new nuisance factor that uh, panics Rudiger and Mendy a little bit here. He is, you know, sniffing around this through ball, isn't he? But it's a, it's just an awful goal. And when we, you know, when we talk about not getting much uh, much rubber the green this season, that's one that definitely went in our favour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> undoubtedly. I mean, I, realistically, I thought after that, because I thought we, we didn't, I don't think we deserved to be level, because I don't think we were doing enough to mm. sort of warrant, we didn't have a shot, did we? Up until really. that point, really. Um, and I thought, but I did think this could be something, you know, we could maybe get something in, because although I thought Chelsea were sort of going through the motions to some degree, because they probably thought they had it won, Things like that, a mistake like that, can change everything. I think Chelsea start panicking and stuff like that, and you've got a bit of a wind behind. And now we're happy, thinking, "Come on, now, you know what I mean? Let's just like have a proper go at it." Yeah. And then within what one minute, with <laughs> Fred, this, this is why. This is what. Oh, I hate United. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating that this is a game. I'm happy, not happy to lose, but I can accept. Yeah, we've lost. They're better. Whatever. But we have to do it in the most horrible way possible. You just got back in the game. <laughs> I'm like, why am I angry about this now? I knew we were going to lose. We don't really, we don't deserve to to get a point really from how we've played. But I'm still angry because of how we've gifted them the win, basically. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So it's uh, actually just one thing, one final thing on that equalising goal. Um, is if you've not noticed already, it's well worth just watching McBurney's reaction to this because he plays the through ball and then immediately turns away because he knows that. Um, 
it's been misplaced and Rudiger's yeah. just going to clear it. And it's like flapping his arms in annoyance. And then he turns around and is like, what? What's just happened? <laughs> it's like sort of completely shocked that the ball somehow ended up in the back of the net. It's... I did notice that we didn't sort of cheer because I think it was that embarrassing of an own goal that <laughs> normally you get an equalised against Chelsea, a big like an important game or whatever. If we if we if the players do slow, believe they can stay up. And it was just so awkward the celebrations. It was just because so... <laughs> no one did anything good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a misplaced pass, miscontrol from Berg. No, one... and you're like, who do I? Where do I go? Where? Do you know? Everyone's like, yep, goal. <laughs> yep, o- awkward is right. Um, Seventy seconds later, and uh... we have to do. I'm gonna cl- I'm gonna put my fingers in my ears here because this is so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I face palmed all over again watching this this morning. Just. It was the inevitability of it. Like you could see it happening before it happened. I feel like I've done that seven or eight times this season. But yeah. Brian's Brian's in a tight spot on the left wing. He has a look up and plays a great through ball to Timo Werner, who's in on goal. What are you uh, doing? I can't believe. You know, I'd away. I saw. I don't know what I was doing because because we just scored and I'm thinking. I, I knew we had the ball. I remembered sort of the ball going to to Brian, and I must have looked away. I looked at my phone or something. Just for a split second, and they were clean through, and I'm like, "What? We were we had the ball like almost in their half." Yeah, oh. <laughs> it was progressing. It wasn't like they were on the on the attack. I just I felt it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> it was safe to look away, and it wasn't. <laughs> I just I, I could like I was sort of mentally going through the sort of progressions of what I wanted Brian to do because I could see he was in a bit of trouble, and I'm thinking like you know, and I was sort of going like, "Don't you know? Don't dribble it out," and I'm thinking. And then I went down to don't just hoof it straight to them. And then I went to don't play a through ball to Timo Werner on your weekend yeah. foot. Like, what are you doing? How have you done that? I mean, this is this is why we're going down. Unfortunately, is I yeah. mean, you, you've you've kind of touched on it already. I talked around it already in this in this podcast, but like that's just completely not up to this standard. And yeah. it is a cliche, but if you you know you do get punished for. Putting the opposition in on goal at this level, I thought Wilder very rightly said afterwards, "You get punished for that at any level." Yeah, well, this um, is where I mean, I don't know if you'll disagree with it. I don't think this is down to a lack of quality. I think this is a complete lack of concentration. I think we've gone what got his equaliser on a bit of a high, and it's just a lazy pass. I don't think him doing that is not because he's not a good player. We saw Allison yesterday, you know, make two awful errors. Yeah. It does happen, so there is that. But that that's that's. It's unforgivable, really. Not unforgivable. That means I'll never forgive him. <laughs> Which is not true. It's uh, it's unacceptable. Uh, it's probably a better word. That you just got back on it, and it's just a lazy. You know, he's not concentrated. He's not properly looked. He's just passed it. So frustrating. Really, really frustrating. I don't think it's anything to do with quality. That I think it's just. I suppose unless you class. You know, I suppose elite. Elite players have that concentration, you know, throughout the game. But yeah, I'm going to disagree slightly. I think it is a quality thing as well. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I think even if Werner's not there, that's not a good ball back to your goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. picks it up is well outside. It's on his weaker foot. I think he just missed. He don't just don't put enough power on it. Um, yeah, it's just a bad back pass. And it's. I mean, I've I've looked it. I've watched it back two or three times actually, just to see basically how it happened. Because as I said, I I, I, I didn't actually see it when it mm. when it first happened and. He doesn't look at all. He just sort of turns and and it and you can see Vernon. You're like, no. Yeah, I think like you can sort of see Egan sort of 
basically puts his arms out as if to say, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is the kind of the Kean Bryan thing, I guess, isn't it? You know, we're we're having to plug him into this team. He's he's like option seven on the on the left centre back thing, and yeah. obviously he's only playing because uh, Ampadu can't play against Chelsea and. Ampadu is the only one of these many players that have actually done well in this position. But, like, I mean, this is, you know, I I, I can't, like, get angry with Brian because, I mean, I think he's out of contract at the end of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, right. where do you think he is next season? I'll be a minute. Like I said, in the first half, I, I were thinking, he's shown a bit, Keane Brian, to be fair, to say that I don't want him there full-time. I don't want him to be, if O'Connell goes a replacement or anything, but... I think he's done better than Jack Robinson in that position, for instance. I think he, he deserves to be ahead of him. But I think he's going to League One, to be honest. I think or, or he might go to Championship, but it's not going to be one of the challengers. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that he gets a contract extension to stay here. As really? A, as a backup, yeah. I think uh, I think that will happen. It feels a bit, a bit like what happened with Rodwell, but, you know, he's been around the system. He knows the system. He knows he's a backup to O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, I could see him. I could see him getting well, another season or two here. I've uh, unknowingly there basically said that we've got no chance next season then because I've just said like he'll go to a club who's not in the top, <laughs> not a challenger. Well, so. <laughs> well, I will say that if he's not with us, I do think his next club will be League One. Like I, I just and look, he's cheap and he and he is as a backup. Yeah, but I suppose why not? He can fill in a few positions as well, can't I? Not that we yeah. need another left wing back, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might be wrong. I might be doing him a massive disservice. He might be playing for a decent championship team next season that, that isn't us. Just by, I mean, this sort of happens, I, I find. Uh, it, it, I was talking to a mate about Ben Davis, and I said, like, he's gone to Liverpool for £2 million, and I don't know how much Preston wanted for him. Say they wanted £6 million for him, uh, for, from us or something, if you're in contract. The, but just by proxy by the fact that he's played, Liverpool, played for Liverpool now, he'll probably go for £25 million his next move or something. <laughs> yeah. So I think Brian's got on his side that he can say, well, I were in the Premier League last year and Championship clubs might think, well, oh, this is a guy with Premier League experience. You can just see the manager now talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I mean, if anyone's listening to this and thinking I'm like, you know, just, oh, he made a mistake, therefore he's a League One player. But, you know, I think we, we've been quite... You know, we've... we've Send some praises away, just because we mm. we think he's quite a limited player, but he's played well. Like you know, he, he's given he's given us pretty much the maximum we can ask for. I think out of his yeah. ability level, I think he's gone from sixth choice backup for me or whatever in that position to third choice. Yeah, in a season, I think he's behind uh, obviously O'Connell and he's behind Ampadu, <clears throat> but I put him in front of Stevens there and I put him in front of Robinson there. Yeah, I probably would as well, to be honest, which is, you know, that owes a little bit to the performances of those other players, but it is also yeah. credit to him. He has played well this season. This is, you know, one mistake against West Brom, but this is like the first thing he's properly done wrong. And as you said, he yeah, played pretty yeah. well the rest of the game. But ultimately, it's things like this that just make you think like, you and several other members of this team are just unfortunately not Premier League standard. And, yeah. you know, again, in fairness to Brian, uh I doubt we expected him to be starting many games for us this season before it kicked off. Yeah, exactly. I would imagine. I mean, what I, what I found not funny, because I think his head had gone by this point, is obviously the ref didn't get the penalty straight away and we got the ball back. And then he gave it away again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> I think it's because he knew. <laughs> he knew it was going to yeah. get overturned. He was like, whatever. I'm just going full full YOLO, YOLO mode here. Just going to give the yeah. ball to whoever. Um, yeah, so the, the actual penalty then. It goes to Werner. He uh, he goes to take it round Ramsdale, takes a super heavy touch, and uh, 
smashes into Ramsdale. As you said, the referee doesn't give a penalty. Yeah. Eventually, about a minute later, stops it, goes to uh, goes to the monitor on the advice of VAR, changes his mind, gives a penalty. Now, I have two I'm, questions. I'm just on this before I forget, Keith Edwards' commentary after, because I watched the, the highlights back this morning, and he said, in my opinion, the referee says no pen, that's it, play on. It's like... Yeah, I, I don't know if you've heard about this thing called VAR. <laughs> that <laughs> yes. doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> so it's only been around for a few seasons. Yeah. So I, I have two questions about this incident. One, what is Ramsdale supposed to do? And two, what did Kevin Friend see on the replay that he didn't see in real time that made him change his mind? Absolutely no idea. Terrible referee, no doubt about that. I think Ramsdale... I've seen some, some people say Ramsdale... I mean, Wilder sort of said Ramsdale should... Should have come out quicker. I think it's really harsh that personally. God, yeah, definitely. I, I really do think that. I, I've seen a couple of people say he should have done better with it and say, um, you know, that he, he he should. I mean, I don't think he's got a choice because another thing is someone says, why don't he go with his hands? Well, if he picks it up or even touches it, it's a pass back. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't get that. So we can't. He's got to sort of go with his head or his. I suppose he could have gone, you know, sliding in with a challenge, but. Realistically, you do that, you're probably going to give a penalty away anyway. I don't know. I think, in hindsight, he probably wishes he'd stayed on his line. But I think in that, it's that split-second moment where someone's under-hit a back pass. He's tried to sweep it up, and he's just not got there in time. I think the only thing you can blame him for, and I don't, is maybe he should have stayed in his line and not come charging out. Yeah, I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I, no. Think, I think it looks abs- I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> him staying on his line yeah. while Werner just has a free run of goal. It looks absolutely awful. Uh, I, I can't actually remember if uh, if Werner has a touch and therefore he could have handled it. Um, can you remember that or not? I don't like, think he does, no, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I think his first touch is to knock it past Ramsdale, I think. I mean, obviously people can correct me on that, but I think... Cause, Ramsdale doesn't really go with his hands, if you know what I mean. He pulls I, out a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think that might be because he's worried. I mean, in hindsight, obviously, you, you just take the free kick out at the edge of the area, but in the area, should I say, indirect. But yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it's really difficult, really harsh on him. I've seen a couple of people slag him off for it and stuff. And like I say, people might say he should have been out quicker or stayed on his line or whatever. I think it's, he's not he's not to blame there. Yeah, I mean, Werner just essentially runs straight into him, um, <laughs> yeah. which is why I ask what's he supposed to do. It's always going to be a penalty, but at the same time, obviously, I see again. I've seen people saying, "How is that given a penalty?" And it's that, that's a pen. Sorry, I mean it might have not been in the past, but that's a pen in these in these. If that sort we're going mad. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it shouldn't be a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I'm not saying these people are saying it's not a penalty or idiots or anything because I can understand because, it, like you said, there's something there where you say maybe it shouldn't be, but the rules say it is. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, which I guess brings me to the second question: What, what did the referee think had happened? Like, I don't understand. I mean, this is so obvious. There's contact between Ramsdale and uh, and Werner. <laughs> the ball is 15 yards away. So it's not yeah, like he's I, saved I have no idea because and, and Ramsdale's laid on the floor for about a second. Sort of. I don't think he's holding his head because he's hurt because he, he jumps up. But I think he thinks, oh, that's a penalty. Yeah. And then he like sort of gets up. What? Oh, right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think he when, knows it's a penalty. When I saw the replays, I actually thought, oh, do you know what? I don't think this is going to be a penalty yeah. because Werner's knocked it miles away. He's knocked it straight to Basham, and it's it's him that's initiated the contact on yeah. Ramsdale, to be honest. And I was suddenly thinking, like, we're going to get away with this. Because like, I think if he gives a penalty in real time, there's no way it gets overturned. But yeah, I thought, yeah, there's, there's not. Re- but now, as soon as I, I heard, 
And he's been told to look at the monitor. It's like, oh. bang, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, obviously, just a disaster of a, a penalty to concede, and uh, Jorginho does his little uh, hop, skip, and a jump, and rolls it in the net. Pretty, pretty disappointing from Ramsdale there, because uh, you know the shot's not even in the corner, is it? And he, he can't save it. But should have held yeah. it. Should have yeah. not just saved it. Should have held it, and then set an attack up. Absolute rubbish from Ramsdale. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke for avoidance of death. Um, yeah, we uh, and unfortunately we created. Pretty much nothing for the rest of the game, did we? Goldrick had that. Um... I've got sort of written down here the things that what happened after is straight after we thought we had a penalty, didn't we? Well, we thought we should have had a penalty, which I didn't think was a penalty, to be honest. Oh, McBurney on that little dribble. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 think I don't think that's, to be fair. But I mean, McBurney's going mad. And again, and I've seen some fans after saying that was a penalty. I think that's probably a bit biased, to be fair. But mm. I think after that, they just took control and, and showed that they're a far better team. We couldn't get the ball off them. I liked Wilder's right, we're losing. Let's just lob four strikers on, even though we didn't have the ball at any point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here is all the finishes. Now all we need to do is create a chance. Like, I just found it when Brewster's coming. I don't think he... I mean, to be fair, he nearly works. He had that shot at the end, which was well defended. But I was yeah. thinking, why are we doing this? So it surely it'd have been better to sort of bring a midfielder on, if anything, and try and wrestle back control because... You can have nine strikers on the pitch, but it doesn't matter because we didn't have any other balls. But well, I suppose we had two chances towards the end, obviously, with Bruce, as I've talked about, with that double shot. And then the closest we came was sharp, weren't it, in the very last minute? Yeah, I I, I sort of missed this. I don't know what happened. I suddenly, I don't know if I just blinked or something or if I just accepted that the game was over. So I missed, I missed basically our two best chances in real time, but... Yeah, good uh, like overhead kick from Shaw, which uh, was so frustrating. This because this came from a throw because we had a throw right at the end, mm. and we took ages taking it. I don't know if you remember. I do. Yeah, this is why I'm really surprised when this shot crops up on the highlights. I was like, did I just did I just go blind for ten seconds? We were taking it. Like Lundstrom's got it, and then he goes, "I don't want it. You have it." It's like we're past the 95th minute, Mark. What are you doing? <laughs> <clears throat> and then and then they do a little short one, and you think you just get it in. They would finally do a long throw, but Bernie wins an header, and Sharp nearly scores. It's like. Why don't you do that first time? Oh, I know what happened in terms of me watching. It's because they did that throw in and Lundstrom took it back and just completely miscontrolled it back yeah. to him, didn't he? And I looked away, I was like, well, that's it. It's 95 minutes and the referee should just blow like out of spite now, to be honest. Like, yeah, you can't yeah, even yeah. Take a we throw deserved in. it from that. Thing. Yeah, I was so frustrated with that. And then as soon as we did throw it in, we created a chance. And fair, fair play. I thought Sharp were all right when he came on. I think out of a lot of the strikers, he was the best. Mm. Even though he ran for like 20 minutes, he showed more. And he's obviously up for it at the moment. And. I don't know. I keep thinking like we've spent all this money, and right now McGoldrick can shop for our best two strikers still. Yeah, a free transfer and a thirty-five-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was one one other thing that uh, didn't amount to anything, but Fleck went on that brilliant run where he took on like yeah half their team basically, and then just I thought just summed up where we're at this season where he, he does that. He beats four men, he gets to the byline, and then he, yeah. he crosses, it gets kicked back off him, and goes out for a goal kick. So, you know the best yeah. bit. Of, th- best to be honest, I think if game. anyone, yeah, I think if anyone gets a man of the match, it's Fleck. I don't think he were anywhere near as good as he has been, but I think mm. he could sort of. It's it's a. I'll give everyone a six. I'll give him a six and a half if you know what I mean. I think he he, he tried to make things happen, Fleck. Yeah, um, it didn't always happen, but he's sort of on his own in that midfield. I felt um, I thought I thought he was the most dangerous player for us. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, well, if he is your man of the match, you want to talk alternative man of the yeah. match? I've got well, uh... you mentioned him, um, and I'm going to go Max Low because I've criticised him a lot on here um, and in private <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well. 
I think the last two games he's looked as good or as bad or whatever you want to say it as everyone else. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's sort of, I think he's st- stood out to me before as being the worst player on the park in in the in the games that he's played before. Yeah, he sh- he's looked a bit more like a player, I think, in these last couple of games. That's fair enough. <laughs> he's looked as good or as bad as everyone else. Yeah. Well, this is it. This is a Congrats, game where he's Max. just completely out. <laughs> yeah, he's not been maximum low, as I used to call him, oui. uh, in these last uh, couple of games. He's just been average low. So yeah. he's, um, yeah, I think realistically, I think I've, I couldn't see a player in him in the first few times I've seen him. And I think in the last two games, I can, there's bits, I don't think it was brilliant yesterday, but there's bits there where I think, yeah, I can sort of see actually what he could offer once we are in a team that's got more possession, for instance. I think he's fairly mm. comfortable on the ball and it looks like he can get forward well. I thought he looked out of his depth when we went to a four at the back, which is understandable, I think, because yes. you know, we he were just getting outnumbered every time. But I think in the first half in particular, he, he defended pretty well and he got forward pretty well as well. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, to be when we were in that four, uh they got Hudson Adoy on as a right wing back, yeah. haven't they? And uh he's he's been making hay since uh since Tuchel came in and, and switched to that. So that was always tough. That, that, that I'm not going to blame him for that. I think he's outnumbered yeah. a number of games. He doesn't really know where to go because, you know, he's got two players to mark every time. But like I say, I just think that I've, I've criticised him a lot and I think I've got to praise him for sort of looking like a more of a player than, than I thought he was in the in the early stage of his career with yeah. us. That was, uh, that was weird when we switched to a back four because it was... It was like we were playing a five, but with four men. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like we just weren't <laughs> bothering with the left wing back slot. Like the whole yeah. the whole back four just moved over twenty yards to the right. I, don't, but... I mean, obviously, Wilder knows more than me. I'm not going to, but I can only give my opinion. It's never worked for me that when we go to a four <laughs> and put three strikers and then end up four strikers, we just look a worse team. I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying we we have to play three five two forever, but I just think if. We, we look far better, for instance, when we took Norwood off and put McGoldrick on against West Brom. Mm. I don't know why we just didn't do something like that, you know, like three and like a, a, a one behind the two strikers rather than just lobbing three up front and four at the back. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's probably some recency bias, but that does feel like that worked much better than yeah the standard just go to a back four and uh, put an extra striker. I was crying out for it, not not crying out, but I were actually. Thinking maybe we should put Osborne on because we were getting so dominated in midfield. They, they looked, mm. but they, it looked like they had an extra man, to be honest, after that goal. And I was just wondering maybe the best thing to do was to try and wrestle back control by maybe going sort of 4 4 2 or something like that and just having that extra midfielder in because I, we weren't creating anything. We couldn't even get hold of the ball, but I don't think it made a difference. Yeah, and then they bring Kante on. It's just like, just, I'm just going to yeah. cry in the corner. Like, yeah, it was all Kante, and I'm like, <laughs> Right, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's only one of the, the greatest holding midfielders in the history of European football. World thanks Cup very much. Canter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, two nominations for Alternative Man of the Match this week. One, Ethan Ampadu, his, uh, his stock went up a little bit higher this week in his absence. Um, and uh, I'll be very glad to see him back in the team, which uh, definitely wouldn't have said a month ago. So, he's yeah. Done well. So, so someone after doing that, well, like, wrote, oh, we missed Ampadu. And I thought, wow, never thought I'd see that a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but my, my real alternative Man of the Match nominee is Ollie McBurney. He didn't look close to being fit in this no. game. And yet he made it through the 90 minutes. He affected the goal. You know, you can't really credit him with an assist or anything like that. But it's, uh, him, it's him going on a dribble and trying a through ball that uh, that leads to it going in the back of the net. He had the most chances created out of any player on the pitch 
So yeah. including Chelsea. I thought that was a pretty good effort from someone who, as I say, just did not look fit at all. I mean, he didn't was... look fit at all, and I, I wanted him off in the second half. Not necessarily to do with his own performance, but he just looked like he would. He looked like he had a broken back or something. He was just sort of <laughs> trotting a lot. He looks like I do after everyone like three minutes, and you're like, I just want this to end now. He just didn't look like he wanted to be there, not in the sense that, in a mental sense, just in a, in a physical sense, like I just can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, he was getting a bit a bit of a battering from. Uh... Rudiger and Christensen as well. He I had think, an ice pack is... on his shoulder after us. Obviously, that's where his injury's been as well. Yeah. Um, so, he's not fit. I mean, you know, and I've seen a lot of criticism thrown at him again and people just, I don't know. I mean, who am I to say their opinions are wrong? But I just think, just have a look at the bigger picture. He's clearly not fit. And yeah. it, it, as you said, he were involved in most of our best moments. Yeah. If not the yeah, well, so the goal he sets up Burke's chance. He had um, yeah two other chances as well. So it was uh, it was one of those games where I, I, at the time I was like, you know, it's not it's not really played that well. I didn't think, but then you kind of take a step back, look yeah. at some of the stats, look at the highlights, and like, eh, you know, in a in a team that's created very very little, he actually had a pretty decent game. So yeah, I was. It's uh, annoying actually because towards the end, I mean, I hate playing at Bernie as a target man, but at the end I was like, that's probably our best option. We saw with the throw just. Give him something to deal with, you know, like a bit of a longer go, go a bit more direct and like a burner challenge for headers, but you know, never happened. Yeah, feel like the la- his last two appearances, we do it does feel like we've used it to his feet a bit more, but we still yeah. we're still having to go long, certainly against Chelsea, just because we're under pressure a lot. I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, any any final thoughts on that? Are you ready to talk Bristol City? I think that's it. I think it's just a six out of ten, isn't it? Everyone, I can't really pick anyone out for being bad or good in, in particular. So yeah, which I guess is an improvement, you know, like from where we were a month <laughs> yeah. ago. Things um, all, you know, we were we were rubbish, and now we're average. <laughs> yeah, well, um, bit. For, I mean, not that I expected anything out of this game, but uh, we obviously had a chance to lift ourselves off the uh, the bottom of the Premier League for the first time since the seventh game. In fact, since we last played Chelsea, which. I- I'd like to bring up something here, actually. Um, the, remember last season when we were laughing about our fans for every time someone below us warned, we were saying, oh, my, well, that's it, we're going to be in the relegation battle. <laughs> I, I'm being amazed this weekend how many people are saying, well, that's it, we're definitely down now, Newcastle have won. It's like, you didn't think that before? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I'm amazed at how like up in arms or sort of how much attention has been paid to all the games. I saw like around S2 and stuff and... On the shout box when Newcastle won, there were a genuine sense of like despair because Newcastle have won. It's like I'm not. I don't think I'm being negative by saying we are definitely down. <laughs> <laughs> down. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to stay up. Why, why is everyone bothered? It's it's but, a more relaxed. They've got more hope than I have. Maybe maybe they. Yeah. You know, maybe it says more about me than them. Maybe it's. Uh, I, I will say it's a more relaxed state of being. I think that uh, you and I are in than. Um, it's beautiful. Just... I go into games and no nerves whatsoever. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. we're down. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still find myself very irritated, like moment to moment. You know that that yeah. back pass, the penalty, and you know the bizarre referee and stuff like that. I'm still, I, I still live yeah, the, in the, the moment, but. Yeah, the matches themselves are still causing me massive amounts of grief, but <laughs> the actual build-up to the matches, I'm not bothered at all, or, or the, the stress of watching other teams and what results they may get. Like, I watched Fulham uh, West Ham, and I'm like, I thought, I can, I can enjoy this, it's just as it's a game of football that doesn't really affect us at all. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think after that Man United game, um, I just, I'm just i just so, so chill about who's playing for us now. It's like, you hmm. know... 
because we all looked at that and we're like, oh my god, like what? What is he? As he said at the time, what is our record defeat? That kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, I was just you know. Oh, it's funny you should say that. Before this match, I was yeah, we're definitely going to lose. Then I saw the team, we're definitely, definitely going to lose now. And then off, <laughs> and then I come out of the game angry. So <laughs> <laughs> the classic fan experience, right? Let's, let's talk Bristol City then, which is yeah. uh, and, and you know, full disclosure, uh, this game was of greater import to me than the Chelsea game as a yeah. fan. I, uh, if you ask me if I could pick one of these two games to win this week, it would have been Bristol City because. I am fully accepting that we are going to get relegated. I just want to see some get some get some points and some pride in the Premier League. But let's keep this cup run going, and this is a great chance. Bristol City, not that good, you know. No. They are uh, they're tenth in the Championship, but I was surprised to see that their underlying numbers are terrible. Their um... the form is poor. They've lost three. The last three, they've won. Um, I've just got the form table up here. The last six, they've won two, drawn none, lost four. So uh, in for goal, who do um, their own of their own XG model? They are Bristol City nineteenth in the Championship for XG, twenty first for XG against. So nineteenth best attack, twenty first best defense. That makes them the uh, the twenty first best team, if you like, in the Championship on on their model. That's pretty poor. This is a, a game that we absolutely have a good chance of winning, and I, I sort of. I kind of wondered with McGoldrick and Brewster and Sharp not starting last night if if we are focusing on this one a little bit as well. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. kind of thinking let's let's just make sure we don't get any injuries against Chelsea and uh, give ourselves the best possible chance of getting through to an FA Cup quarter final. Yeah, how, how are you feeling about this one? I'm looking forward to it. It's a good gauge as well because I think they're mm. just pure mid-table Bristol every season, aren't they? Really, mm-hmm. they're sort of top ten. Sort of always like, oh, can they get the players this year? No. So I think it's a really good test to see where we're at. Um, we should have more of the ball and stuff. I've got a few views from them already. They're not in a good place. They mm. pretty much to a man want the managers uh, sacking. Um, they've, they're talking about a relegation battle uh, themselves. They've actually lost more games than Wednesday this season. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah, they um as I say, they've they've not been good. I mean they are only six points off the playoffs, but I think that's the nature of the championship, isn't it? Everyone's only six points off the playoffs. Yeah. Well I said to my mate Wednesday fan mate actually, because this is when they were winning at half time and everyone else were winning now at the bottom, like Forest and Rotherham. I said, like, you're gonna finish third from bottom but three points off the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well the you know, in fairness to those Bristol City fans, they those underlying stats suggest they have been playing like a relegation team they're, they're 11 points clear relegation so they yeah. as you say they're, I think they're be fine there's too many bad teams down there and there's too many sandwiched in between yeah exactly that um there's some good names in their squad uh two ex-wednesday players can you name them jack hunt yes infamous jack this, hunt in in wednesday uh, terms anyway uh the other one oh yeah you now you're testing me there uh this this really surprised me is he a uh, Wednesday legend? I guess he sort of is. Like, I, I think of him as a a, a good player for them. Um, had a good Premier League career. He's 36 years old. No, I can only think of Stephen Fletcher. I know it's not him. Yes. Chris Brunt is apparently is he? A, Bristol, a Bristol City player. Yeah. I didn't even know he was still playing. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah, 36 years old, still still going strong. He's not playing uh, not playing every single game, according to this. But, oh, uh, that's us out then. <laughs> Uh, Naki Wells as well as a joint yeah. top scorer with uh, it's uh, Deju, isn't it? Well, I, I always liked him. You know, really powerful striker. Someone that I've kind of hoped that we would be. Uh, he seems. Uh, 
Do you know how many goals he's got this season by any chance of this? It's six. He seems to score a lot, and he obviously doesn't. I always see him pop up yeah. when I'm watching Soccer Saturday. I think, oh, it's him again. <laughs> yeah, six in a thousand minutes. It's not uh, It's not great. But Caused I guess a lot of problems last season. To be uh, season before, should I say. When, mm. we, uh, when we lost 3-2 to him. And uh, obviously, Byman got the... the uh, the plaudits with the hat trick, but I felt he were, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he, he really bullied Egan in that match. Yeah, yeah, you, I, I'd forgotten that, but you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, so that's um, yeah. They, like I say, they've got some good names in this team. You know, uh, Chris Martin as well, decent level. Vyman, as you said, Alfie Mawson is a good central defender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I I'm I was surprised to see how badly they've been doing if you like it looks yeah. it, it looks a good championship squad on paper for someone who's not been paying that much attention to them but yeah uh, yeah they're certainly underperforming those levels at the moment um yeah i mean we've got to be i hope we are putting all our eggs into this basket now like this is our our focus this game yeah. and i mean you know obviously we're extremely unlikely to win the fa cup but well, funnily enough they're, they're sort of hoping there's a couple of quotes that i've got so far where they're saying we just have to hope that sheffield united are more focused on the premier league because otherwise we're going to get beat um a couple of their supporters are saying they should play their second string because yes. they need to straight on the league but yeah yes please <laughs> yes please yeah i don't care like if they want to play a weekend team and we get another another win that'd be great that's all i want to see at this point just uh... i will say by the way i meant to mention this in the, when we talk about chelsea I sort of criticised the midfield. I think it's been really difficult for our midfield. Wilder said after that every game for us is like an FA Cup final in the Premier League, and I think that's right. Mm. I think they've played every game, like, literally since what? We've been playing basically two games a week, and I think since the Newcastle match, that's yeah. been the same midfield every single game. They must be knackered. Yeah, and we, we've had basically no one else, have we? Because no. Osborne's, Osborne's been injured. Uh, Ampadu's been playing centre-back instead. I don't think I've missed anyone else. Obviously, no, no. So my, my only sort of fear in this game is how tired those players are from yeah. Sunday. I know we've got a couple of days rest and stuff, but it's like, I think it is a basic, big ask asking Lundstrom, Fleck and Norwood to to play every game like they are. I know you people say, well, they do it in the Championship, but even in the Championship, we rotated a lot when we had midweek games. Hmm. Yeah, I hope. Um, yeah, I, I hope they've got enough legs for this one, and then if we have to rest a few against um, West Ham, then yeah, so I'd rather be it. do that. Yeah, completely. It's it's just. I mean, I, I don't want to see like Osborne in for Fleck or anything like that. And it's there is literally only Norwood who can play that defensive midfield role with the players we've got fit, isn't there? So yeah, so presumably Ampadu comes back in. They're talking about Ender possibly being available. But... I think he'll play. He made a bit of a. I, I watched the full press conference after with Wilder, and he, he mentioned him a few times saying Ender's fit, Ender's fit, Ender's fit. So I think we'll mm. see him come back in at left centre half. I think we'll look a lot better with Ampadu and Stevens there than Lowe and Brian. Yeah, would you if uh, if Ender wasn't available, would you uh, would you go with Lowe or Brian at left wing back? I'd go Os- Osborne to be honest. Osborne, okay. Because yeah. I think he's. I, I, I praise Max Lowe in the in the games and stuff like that in the last couple of games, but I still think he's our third best option there behind Stevens and Osborne. Mm. Bulldog obviously still injured, so Bogle will continue yeah. at right wing back, which, which is, is good. good. Yeah. Hopefully, we have more possession and Bogle. That's what that's where he should thrive. Yeah, I thought he did okay yesterday as well. Um, you know, yeah. a couple of couple of dribbles, which just again we just don't have many players who can or will do that kind of thing. So. That was nice to see. But, um, yeah, I think uh, McGoldrick back in and um, Sharp, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, every time I do a view from from any championship club, I get this one quote, uh, and it's here again. Um, 
Let me just try and find this out. Uh, da, 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 da. I can't find it, but it's here somewhere. But um, basically, someone says like, "Oh, Billy Sharp's bound to score. He always scores against us." You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like he scores against everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I feel like he does have quite a good record against Bristol City, doesn't he? I, I certainly remember. I can't, a few I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I'm trying to think. Last season, I don't think he scored against them. Last season. oh, he did score against them last season. He scored in the home game. Yeah, yeah, two seasons ago, yeah. yeah, to put us one 0 up. <laughs> My only fear with this game is our record against Bristol City is not the greatest, and I know that's against Lee Johnson, and he's a different manager, but he's his assistant and. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should we should win. Yeah. But because and if not, I imagine that there's going to be a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth and stuff. People say we're not even good enough for the championship. So uh, fairly good will, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Well, I guess certainly for interest levels for the rest of the season, but yeah, yeah narratively for sure, and looking ahead for next season. Yeah, you're right. There's quite. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of big picture stuff riding on this one. I suppose I, I, I will be really annoyed if we don't win like yeah. not to do all sort of you know with, with a big big bad premier league team kind of thing but no it's just a know. fantastic opportunity in a bad season and mm-hmm. if you, if we lose this then you've sort of thrown away the entire season but on a game that you should win yeah exactly and it'd be yeah nice to get through to the quarter final and, and who knows we as i think you said last week you know we, we've shown we can be anyone apart from man city mm. so uh yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'd be interested to see us in a one-off game against anyone that isn't Man City at the moment because they just look absolute levels above everybody else. But you know, pretty much everyone in the Premier League is is kind of vulnerable in in some respects, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I hope we win. I mean, I, any idea when the I'm going so far ahead of myself is the draw after the. I assume it'll be after uh, midweek, yeah. Yeah, but, so we'll know like, what's going on hopefully next time we speak. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's um, it, again, the, there's no pressure in the sense that it it sort of means we're going down or up or anything like that. But yeah, I'm a bit, little bit nervous about it to be honest because it's it's a game that I really do want to win. Yeah, I, I think that's that's right. Yeah, I'm probably more nervous about this one than I was about Chelsea last night. So it's. Mm. Strange but true, but yeah, there we go. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. That's on Wednesday, so seven thirty kickoff, I think. Um, is it on BT or BBC? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Give me a second, so I should. Well, uh, performing an important, uh, essential public service here. Yeah, this is it. Sure. People need. I've, to I've got the uh, uh, I've got the kickoff time out there so that people don't miss the first it's ten on minutes. BBC like Red Button. Red button, getting oh, there. Yeah, so red button or eye player. Um, I'll probably be using the old red button for that, I think. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 old, yeah, yeah, old school. Half seven kickoff. Yep, that's the one. And uh, I hope... against West Ham. So nice. Well, we'll look forward to that one once we've uh, taken care of the FA Cup, right, mate? Any any final thoughts from uh, from that week? No, that's it. Obviously, we should be back Thursday. Hopefully, celebrating a, a quarter final appearance. Ah, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a great opportunity. I just hope we, um, you know, continue the slight upward curve. We've well, there's a pretty significant upward curve, I suppose, in the last six weeks. So, I'm happy playing... to be if the team comes out and it's Fodrigham in goal, Jags at the back. <laughs> pretty mad, to be honest. <laughs> no offense to those players, but yeah, pretty pretty mad. Um, do you want to plug the view from me, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, so RoyViewFrom.com or at Panchero on Twitter. Chelsea fans actually not as happy as you might think, which I suppose is the, the privilege of that, that club. Mm. Uh, they're sort of like, oh, it wasn't very, um, you know, we, we, we it wasn't comfortable and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, worth checking out. 
Uh, if uh, if only we could create more chances, then we would have uh, probably turned a few of these you know, single goal defeats into yeah. draws at this point. But uh, yes, it's looking too little, too late. But hopefully, we will get off the uh, get off the bottom of the league in the next couple of weeks. That'd be nice. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. I think at this point, good stuff, mate. Yeah. Thanks as always for your time, and I'll uh, I'll catch you, up with mate. you after the Bristol City game. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, both. Thank you. All right, a big thank you to Andrew. Big thank you to yourselves, as always, for downloading and listening. And finally, thank you to our sponsors. They are Glistening Kicks. I'm going to tell you about them now. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. They will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. They've just celebrated their first anniversary, so happy birthday, Glistening Kicks. And I should also mention, they are run by Blades fans, and they have recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Wednesday logo is also available, but I don't know why you would ever want that on your shoes, to be honest, unless you have a Wednesday fan in your life, but... Even so, that's uh, that's not such a good situation for you. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair of shoes. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you.